Today, we're answering the question, how do we shift from problems to solutions? And I'll be sharing with you a powerful three-part process on how to do so. Welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast, where we're illuminating and dismantling all of the ways supremacy culture has impacted our relationships with ourselves, with source, and with others. Not just the overt ways, like racism, sexism, ageism, alcoholism, and all the other isms, but also the sneaky, cunning ways you wouldn't have thought of, like perfectionism, imposter syndrome, judgment, burnout, the not-enoughs, and the hustle to achieve. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Batuk, and I'm a relationship therapist, leadership development consultant, and author of the book series, Fierce Authenticity. Whether you're a returning listener or you're new here, I want to extend a very warm welcome to you and invite you to connect with me through the Fierce Authenticity newsletter community. If you're ready to rise above an inherited systematic invasion rooted in fear and lack so that you can calm and refocus those energies towards reclaiming a fiercely authentic personal relationship grounded in an abundance and love that is so radiant all your other relationships are elevated with you, then this is the space for you. I invite you to visit www.fierceauthenticity.com slash connect to join me. I'm so excited that you're here. And now let's dive in. If you've been following along with the podcast, you know that we've spent a lot of time looking at some of the history behind why we have the problems we do in our world today in particular as it relates to the systemic and institutional issues we see that have arisen out of supremacy and contempt, which were created to keep certain groups of people at a disadvantage, typically people who look like you and me. Why is it that I've invested so much time on this podcast, the last 52 episodes to be exact, to looking at the history behind the systems in place meant to serve some while keeping others down? Because you can't solve a problem unless you know its history and where the problem came from. Have you ever found yourself in a leadership team meeting or even in conversation with your spouse or friends and you're discussing a problem, but nobody can come up with a good solution or the solution never sticks? That experience occurs when all parties involved don't understand the history that led to a problem. Every problem you will ever face has some sort of history that has led up to it. And the reason solutions are rejected in meetings or rejected outright because they don't stick when implemented is because a thorough history of the problem has not been taken. You know, it's really funny because when we take the time to truly understand the story behind a problem, the solution comes quickly and easily. 
and it's usually the most effective solution. But most people don't want to take the time to truly understand the history and contributing factors leading to a problem. We just want to jump the gun and jump straight to solutions. It makes me think of a concept I learned in my 12-step recovery program, and it's commonly known or referred to as the three A's. These three A's are awareness, acceptance, and action. The problem with most of us is we want to jump straight from awareness into action because all of the steps in between can feel really, really uncomfortable. I'm over here chuckling to myself a little bit because I'm also thinking about how if you're a high-achieving overdoer like me, you also want to jump from awareness to action because you have this belief that just by knowing and having the awareness of what's going on, you can jump immediately to the action because we're doers. And again, when you dig a little bit deeper, the reason we're doers is because sitting and being can be really freaking uncomfortable. Now, back to the podcast. In our case, as it relates to what we've been discussing in the last 52 episodes, we've been dealing with the awareness of how our systems have intentionally been set up to keep some folks up while holding other folks down. And when we start to truly turn towards and look at that, it can be as uncomfortable as fuck. For most white-bodied individuals, guilt, shame, and denial come up. And for most people of color, There's a few different responses, everything ranging from denial when we've internalized that racism and oppression ourselves, to outright anger and blame. And as we talked about in season two, episode three, when we go into any of those responses on the offense or the defense or on the attack or into denial, We're looking towards each other and pointing the finger at each other or even ourselves because we can get stuck in that place too if we're in that guilt or shame spiral. Rather than joining together to address the actual problem. It's a diversion tactic. It's a way the system has been set up to keep pitting you against me so that we don't have to look at the actual problem. Because if you and I were to come together and join together without pointing fingers and assigning blame and getting angry at each other, we would be able to turn towards and look at the actual problem, which in the case of what we've been discussing is contempt that has led to supremacy and everything that's resulted from it. And I want to share a little bit of neuroscience for you here. 
as it relates to what happens when we're pointing the finger at each other instead of turning towards solutions. So when we're in this space of anger, guilt, shame, blame, and denial, the part of our brain that can help us come up with solutions so that we can solve problems goes completely offline and our survival responses of fight, flight, freeze, and or fawn kick in. We can't solve complex problems from our survival brains. Sure, we can make a fire and cook if we're in that survival brain, or we can create a weapon and ward off an attacker if we're in that survival brain. Those are problems we can solve, but we cannot solve the complex problems within our human-to-human interactions. Because let's face it, humans are complex beings, and our problems aren't going to be solved if we're in our fight-or-flight survival brains. That's why the first step in effectively shifting from problems to solutions is to give yourself and your teams or your partner or your friends time and space to sit with the awareness and eventually move through the process of acceptance of what is. It's through the process of acceptance that we can come to stop rejecting the reality of what is, and as one of my mentors puts it, stop hoping for a different past. As a woman of color with a significant history of personal and intergenerational trauma, that last one, that one about stop hoping for a different past, was and sometimes can still be one of the biggest challenges for me. You see, when we're constantly hoping and wishing for a different past, we're looking at what we wish would have been rather than looking at what we're going to do about it in the future so that neither us nor the people we love ever have to experience that thing again. So again, without that acceptance part of the process, we can't get into action, which is the solution, because we're constantly facing the wrong direction if we plan on moving forward. (laughs) A great visual that comes to mind is if you're trying to climb a mountain, but you're standing with your back against the mountain and looking out at the valley below you, that isn't going to give you the plan for how to climb the mountain. You cannot climb that mountain backwards. It's not going to happen. And the same is true of solving problems. Without acceptance of what has led to the challenges at hand, you will forever be with your back against that mountain, wondering why you can't get anywhere. And I want to share a special word to those of you who might be like me and have a hard time with the word acceptance. As a woman who has faced so much trauma in my life, the word acceptance has always made me want to say, fuck you. 
How can I accept that there are people in this world who do horrible, terrible things to kids? How can I accept that systemic issues meant to keep us down contributed to the chaos and the pain and the trauma that my entire family system experienced, as well as the family systems of so many other people on this planet, which led to hurt people hurting people? How can I accept that? And every single definition I looked up for the word acceptance confirmed my anger and my outrage at everything everyone was telling me to just accept, to accept it. It wasn't until I landed on the antonym for acceptance that it finally made sense to me. When I read that the opposite of acceptance is to reject, a weight finally lifted off of me and I could understand That by not accepting, I am rejecting the reality of what is. And as long as I'm rejecting reality, I'm living in a fantasy. And there are no long-term or sustainable solutions that we can come up with when we're living in fantasy. Coming up with effective, long-term, sustainable solutions require us to live in reality. Now, why did I share this with you? I shared this with you because I want you to know that as long as you, me, and everyone else is rejecting the reality of our painful past, we cannot come up with the solutions that will truly move us forward. How does that translate to you as a woman in leadership? As long as you're not creating the space for a thorough understanding and acceptance of what's contributed to the problems you, your company, or your team's face, you're rejecting the contributing factors and no solution you and your team come up with will ever work. Which is exactly why On this podcast, we've spent the last 52 episodes dedicated to developing an understanding of the contributing factors to the problems we face so that we can actually come up with solutions that will stick. The entire Fierce Authenticity podcast up to this point has been about the process of awareness and acceptance so that we can shift into what the actions or solutions are going to be that will have the greatest long-term staying powers and benefits. An important thing that I also want to note here is that we need to actually move through the entire cycle of awareness, acceptance, and action. We can't just get stuck at the looking in the past. When we get stuck in the looking at the past part of the process, we don't actually complete the cycle and we stay in the problem rather than actually getting to the solution. Sometimes it can be a really fine line to know the difference between sitting in the process of awareness and acceptance versus getting stuck in the problem 
and staying in the past without looking towards the future. Because again, the solutions don't live in the past, but the past informs what needs to be done for the future. And quite frankly, if you're honest with yourself, you'll realize that you do actually have the ability to tell the difference between visiting the past for the gems as opposed to setting up shop in the past because you want to hold on and grovel in the pain of that past situation without looking towards solutions. I want you to know that if that's the case, that's okay. I know that for me, there were certain situations in my life that were, and sometimes still can be, situations where I just want to stay stuck groveling and holding on to that past without looking at the future. It's a part of our normal human process. So it's okay if that's the case for you, or maybe it's the case in certain situations for you, you can stay there as long as you need until you're ready to create a different future for yourself, your children, and the generations to come. And since the Fierce Authenticity podcast and all of my work is about solutions, now that we've taken the time to sit in the awareness of the problems and how they've impacted us on a myriad of levels and the feelings they've stirred up for us, and we've stopped rejecting what is, accepting that the past cannot be changed, but the future can, we can shift to bringing the cycle into completion by using that past to give us what we need in order to make informed decisions about what actions are going to lead to solutions that will create long-term sustainable change. And spoiler alert, as it relates to everything we've talked about in the past 52 episodes of this podcast, the solutions offered here are going to be spiritual in nature based on your understanding and development of a relationship with yourself and a higher power of your understanding, whatever you choose to call that power. So in summary, the way to shift from problems to solutions is to allow for the three A's, awareness, acceptance, and then action. And to follow the cycle all the way through without getting stuck in any one part or skipping over others. Try it out and let me know how it goes for you. You can link up with me and send me DMs through any of the links in the show notes. And that's it for today. And next week, we'll be talking about developing a relationship with a source of power greater than you, a source of divine power, wisdom, and love by whatever name you choose to call it and why that matters. I'll see you next time. And of course, I want to give credit where credit is due and acknowledge the amazing support team that helps make this podcast possible. 
starting with my husband, who gives me the creative time and space and freedom to be able to write out, brainstorm, think out, learn and develop so that I can bring this podcast to you. His time, his love, his patience, his support is so impactful. And I want to honor him today. And then next up, we have Diego Velasquez, who is our podcast editor and the artist who developed the custom music for the podcast. Ana Maria Olvina, who is my lovely assistant, who does all of the amazing quote graphics you see and the blog that has the transcripts of every episode. That's thanks to Anna. Jillian from Epoxy Studios is the photographer whose image is on our podcast cover and probably every single image you see of me on social media. And lastly, I want to honor and acknowledge the source of divine wisdom and power and love that flows through me to bring these messages to you. With so much love, I'll see you next time.